Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Cat Four Questions, the audio podcast version is back. This is a good one. And I, man, y'all like it for a lot of reasons. Hey, Brendan. I was looking back at some old videos on YouTube and found your race analysis from Tonga, Tour of North Georgia, and it seems like there's a general window where a solo break can be effective based on one's physiology, and that the exact time a solo break happens within that window depends on how the race is developing. My questions, how do you know when the window opens that you think you can hold everyone off until the end? How do you know how hard you should go? Is there anything about the course that would make breaking away at a specific point or in a specific lap yield a higher probability of success? Thanks for any tips. So my initial comment to this is that they're trying to turn bike racing into a overly computational and calculated game. It just doesn't necessarily work that way when pre-planning like this. It is no doubt, though, that computated game or whatever you want to calculate a game in the moment. It is just on freaking steroids. You got to remember that you have to be taking in what's the other people's motivation around you to chase. What is the weather like? How, you know, the weather could mean if it's raining and I like to go harder earlier because a lot of times if a break gets up the road and it's horrible weather, people give up much easier. What's the team compositions like? Are you racing against a bunch of singles, twos and threes? Is there a big team there? Is the big team in the break? What's going on with that? So all these mid-race calls that need to be made, you know, if you watch the Tour North Georgia video and the breakdown I had bridged across to Michael Hernandez, Jimmy Sherman, and two other guys where the point of the race that that happened was on the last lap. I was looking for, yes, a place on the course that the hill was going to be steep enough that I shouldn't even say steep hill. It was just enough of I'm trying to think of the right word, topography, 
that I could use to my advantage where there was not going to be drafting that would allow people to, to just follow the move. Like you had to be able to go really hard at that point of the race, three plus hours in and the bridge across. I have to go back and look, took a couple minutes to get across to those guys. Um, so yeah, most definitely the course can have a huge effect. And that was on a bridge move. You know, if you're talking about going solo, a lot of times out of sight, out of mind, if there's long straightaways, it's much harder to stay away, whether you're in a break or by yourself, than if the course is twisty turny. Um, how do you know when the window opens that you think you can hold everyone off until the end? That is almost a feel and do you know what you will never develop that feel if you never take a chance and go for it a lot of people never try to break away so they're never gonna have that sixth sense that is like i can get away right now there's just a point in time and i know this is such a crap answer but it's experience and i think it was one thing that i first learned in a training race in rochester as a cap four we have this course, I believe it's, man, people that are listening that are from Genesee Valley Cycling Club, like, how do you still not know the courses? It's the one sort out in Victor that the last right-hand turn is up that sharp little kicker, and then it's a long false flat to the finish. And I attacked halfway up that little kicker. It's maybe like a, maybe a 30-second effort. Like we turned the corner, I was with a dude and I just hit the gas, got to the top and was like, I'm just going to try and go make it to the end, made it to the end. And that was the first time where I was like, whoa, this felt, that was awesome. And then I tried it in races and sometimes you stay away. Sometimes you don't, you learn how to read how the other riders look, you know, listen to the Raleigh Weaver podcast where we talk about, look at pedaling style and what are they doing on the bike you know, has somebody been eating and drinking it? You know, I've been in races before where people haven't been eating for like two hours. And I'm like, there's no way this person's going to have the top end to go when we go. And it's like without fail, they just haven't been, they're, they're screwed. <laughs> they're going to have no, very little glycogen left. Their muscles are not like packed full and ready to crush. How do you know when to go? It's just this feeling, but at the same time, Sometimes you need to create the scenario and the the race that comes to mind of recent was the North Carolina State Road Race Championship that I actually made a video about that one because I was throwing some haymakers early thinking that I I, I had to I wanted the race to be split up. There were too many there's 20, only 20 to 25 guys in this race, but it's all singles. So it's like everybody's chasing everybody down in, in some sense in the beginning, like not letting things or not wanting to let things go up the road because everybody didn't know each other. And if you get in a group that's just not going to chase, say, five, five singles up the road, the race is over. And people were pretty aggressive. And I found myself getting in, in some situations where people wouldn't work with me which in the micro is was probably a smart thing. In the macro, it's going to come back to bite them later in life if we cross paths. But it's it was, okay, if I'm throwing some punches now and it's not breaking things up, how do I 
let this race sort of unfold a bit where maybe I can leap across from little groups to little groups. And this is going to have to like slowly, you know, we're not just going to go and like break this open. This is going to have to marinate and get like, we're going to cook this beef in the slow cooker for a while and then shred it. And that's eventually what happened. It was, you know, guys were up the road. We caught some guys. The group got whittled down halfway through. um, And then it ended up being four of us got away. And it was just having to have patience and letting the race unfold as opposed to just saying, I'm going to go super hard 50 times in this first hour. And then, damn, now I have no overdrive and I can't get away. And I've done that before in a race, too. Like, Sometimes the race just doesn't, you can't, it doesn't unfold in your way to, to your advantage. And that's a bike race. I mean, the, the uh, Tennessee State Road Race last year tried to be patient, tried to wait. Like we had a big group coming to the end of that race. Just nothing could stay away. And I, I don't believe I had a teammate at that race. Oh, no, I had Jay with me that race. Um, it was we were pretty marked and so we just didn't do a good enough job of figuring out how to get away and yeah like at that at this point in time in a Tennessee road race like most people are going to follow me I just couldn't do things at the right time or in the right order or whatever and that was the hand we were dealt we went into the last climb with a big group and uh, we didn't get the W, but it is what it is. Like some, it, there's not always a way to win, unfortunately. Now, the other question: How hard do you? How do you know how hard you should go? I have been sitting on this damn video that I just have not pulled the. Tr- I have to like sit down and make this video, and I just haven't done it. It's from this past summer that really made me think of this. When I went back, when I went to Vermont to do those two crazy 160 mile rides with Andrew. I pit stopped in Rochester, great trip, Rock City, I can't wait to be back again in the summer sometime, I don't know if it'll be this year, it'll be definitely next year, um, gotta get back to do the Bloomfield Road Race, I miss that thing, and I realized on the course, <laughs> again, what do we do, Riga? It was one of the west side courses, uh, Rush, Riga, a lot of rollers, VO2 maxing like crazy and then just trying to go as hard as I could uh, in between them to stay away. I think a lot of riders think their breakaway is like a time trial and they misunderstand or don't understand a time trial is not just riding at FTP. It's riding as far above FTP for as long as possible while going fast. That's the most important thing. Go fast. There might be times where you're pedaling at tempo and then smashing way over it's almost like a long over under and you need to use the course to your advantage whenever there was a stair step on that course I was going ham over it and then trying to recover as much as possible keep my speed up over the top of these little climbs and then um, you know pin it as best I could so how Do you know how hard you should go? You should go as hard as you can go so that you're keeping your speed up. That is the number one most important thing. So course, understand how to use the course, finding the window, figuring that out, 
through experience and it's a feeling and some people might not get that feeling and not be great breakaway riders and you might not have the knack of getting in a breakaway uh i will tell you this the more you do it and the more you try the better you get at it and the better there are so many races where i'm like this is i you something in my brain is like you should go now and there's just something else that's like nah dude this is not the time just wait just and then there's other times where the gun goes off and i'm like this is it right now like literally second 15 into the race and and then sometimes you do that and it doesn't work out but you know it's a numbers game also go to a lot of races if you want to get good at racing gotta go race I'm actually looking at the calendar this year and I'm trying to get in more races. I think after getting married, getting through COVID, um, you know, we're still battling COVID, obviously. I think I kind of toned down last year and I'm, I'm hoping to be able to ramp things back up this year and hit more races and give myself and my team more chances to win and so then, and then lastly, how hard should you go? Think of the speed. So hopefully this helps you also get motivated to try some things in a race. It's amazing how many people get top tens, don't win, but they don't even try to put themselves in a position to win. They're too, I don't know if they're scared or what it is, but they don't want to roll the dice to try and get first because they might get 15th. I mean... There's a lot of races where I come in not in a good spot, but because of those races are the reason I've won a ton of amateur bike races. Um, and that's not bragging. That's just that's just say, that's just helping you understand how to take a chance and go for it and be aggressive. And yeah, if it doesn't work out, who cares? Like, are you really embarrassed about your forty third when you could have gotten ninth? No one cares. No one remembers when you came in ninth or 43rd. But guess what? They have a much better chance of remembering when you won. And if we really want to get meta at it, like even when you win a big race, you're probably going to forget those in 10 years. So I don't know. What's the point in doing it, right? Because it's super fun and it feels amazing. So good luck. Crush it. And freaking attack.